Okay, we're back. Special Saturday happy. Where welcome, you going? welcome. Where you, wait, what are you doing? Jesus Christ. It's, I'm going to go get the sip. <laughs> we already have the sip. Oh, he's getting additional sips. Additional, additional sips. sips. Well, while Conrad goes to get the uh, the additional sips, just wanted to say a warm welcome to everybody to the special sat first ever special Saturday epi of the Daily Sip Podcast. Woo! Really happy with you joining us today, whatever day it is. This is a Saturday for us. This is a glorious Saturday, February 23rd. Actually, it's not really that glorious because the weather's just been, I mean, just abysmal. I, That's all true. Here in the uh, center of the H, it's actually been quite nice. I'm sorry about all the people outside the loop. Outside the loop. You're going to call me outside the loop. That hurts. That really I hurts. Where you're from. I mean, South Houston, but, outside you know. Outside the loop, South? Or? I'll tell you what, though, man. The entire South Side has just been getting nothing but rain today. I don't know what is it. I don't know what the difference has been like with downtown. You can't tell me that the weather in downtown Houston hasn't been abysmal the past few days as well. When I came out, absolutely. Yeah, or this whole week really. When I came out here last night, dude, I couldn't see downtown. It was just covered in fog. So don't don't talk to me about the shit weather, man. We keep that syrup pretty foggy. (laughs) That scissor. It just makes everybody drive slower than they already do. Exactly. They're all chopped up and screwed down. Come on. It's about rolling it's a, yeah, slow, screwed up, click for life. If you don't know about it, I mean, we're not going to emulate other podcasts necessarily. There's a really good one out there. We're not going to name names because nobody's cut the check yet. But uh, there's a good podcast out there that does Houston Rap Song of the Week, and we we applaud them for their commitment to uh, what <laughs> to the Houston rap scene, really. But anyways, we're going to get into the first segment here. First segment, as always, what are we sipping on? What I'm not even going to ask Conrad. I'm just going to tell you all. We're sipping on some amazing beer from uh, Platypus Brewing Company tonight, which is, uh, if you've ever read the description of this podcast, right off of uh, picturesque Washington Avenue in Houston, Texas. Uh, You know, I hadn't been there until tonight, but uh, we follow him on Twitter and I talk to him all the the time, talk to him a couple of times and... And it was nice to finally get out there because we're we're sipping on a, uh, a really good barrel aged saison 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 and uh, you know it's really good. They said they aged it for about six months, and apparently people are it. yeah no I believe it for real. You know it's crazy. I don't get as much of a barrel taste as you do, but uh, it's it's still really good. Like I can tell that it's aged. But it's funny that what the manager was telling us tonight. Um, that people have just been like clamoring basically for this beer for months now. And uh, they're like, when is it coming out? When is it coming out? That's what clamoring means for those of you who don't know. And uh, they were just like, we don't know. Cause we're aging it. Like we haven't figured out when we're going to bust out yet. So uh, it's aged in oak barrels. It's, it's just really good. It's called the Helga, which I mean, just what a name. First of all, I think it's a, I think it's a perfect name. Cause it's, um, I don't want to say like, cause this sounds bad. It reminds you of like that old like German nanny kind of yeah. a little bit, you know, because it kind of hits you, but it's stern. It's just really stern with you. Oh yeah, for those of you who don't realize the uh, the sound of that, or, or for those of you who are uncultured, that's the sound of a margarita shaker mixing up some Texas ranch water, which was mentioned on episode three of the Daily Sip. For those of you who haven't, go back and listen. I mean, if you're feeling up to it, the audio it has a lot to be desired. We po. 
So we got to make do with what we got. But, you know, it is what it is. But anyways, the SIP is, uh, yeah, we, we, talked to the, uh, we talked to the manager out there and we were like, hey, man, do you mind if we like, give you a little shout out on the pod, even though we, we shout him out on Twitter all the time because they're cool. <laughs> but he was like, yeah, man, go ahead. And uh, we're like, we didn't get to talk to him about it, but I would love to do like a live show over there at one point. Maybe not, not like live necessarily, but like record on site. Because literally, we walked up in this place. And we'll, we'll, we'll go out live. We'll have a video about that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Live, whatever you want to call it. But we, so we walked up in this place tonight, and the first bartender that came up to us, like, we obviously had no idea what we were doing in there. We just walk in. Bartender looks at us, goes, Hey, man, I can help you all over here. Points out two empty bar stools. We sit down. He gives us a beer menu, and he's like, uh, Y'all know what you want? We obviously, we had no idea because I've never been there. I think Conrad's been there. But, uh, yeah, we had no idea what to order. Uh, this, the dude was super helpful. He literally just said, we have 12 beers on tap. I can give you two flights of, of, of six beers with everything that we have on tap. Exactly. So, obviously, we're filling up a growler. Had no idea what we are getting. So, it's called market research. You should really look it up. It's, uh, it's a term that, that people in corporate America use. But anyways, so in addition to this barrel-aged saison, 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 is that how you pronounce it? Okay. It's uh, in addition to this barrel-aged saison, we're drinking on some Texas ranch water again because National Margarita Day deserves more than one TBH. <coughs> but that's just one man's opinion. But uh, yeah, so if you're ever in the Houston area, this isn't our Houston Spotlight of the Week, which we sincerely apologize for leaving out. On the last episode, we, uh, I don't know what happened. It just, it just fell through the cracks. Like our only regular episode besides what we're sipping on. And we just totally forgot about it, but now we're going to remedy that. This isn't our Houston spotlight of the week. We're just shouting them out real hard because we had a great time there this evening. They're super friendly. If you're ever in the Washington, like, what is this, the Westheimer area of Houston, technically, or no? Nah? Is this technically Montrose? Westheimer, no, Westheimer is way more. Yeah, south. what am I saying? Is this the uh, Montrose area, Washington, or Sawyer Heights okay. area? Yeah, Sawyer if you're, if you're ever down in this neck of the woods, we highly recommend checking them out. They're super fair price, and they're really helpful. But anyways. They're right across the street from B&B Butchers, another badass place. Uh, Gus's Fried Chicken, awesome. You know, I, I, I'm not going to get into these other places because they're not paying us yet. Uh, but it's a nice part. Cut the check. Plenty to eat. Cut, cut the damn check. Cut the check, yeah, cut please. The check for, us, guys. for a favor. Um, but yeah, but a bunch of good restaurants and. Uh, I don't have any problem gassing places up that we enjoy going though. That's one. Gus's thing. fried chicken through and through. Aren't God. they from Tennessee? The lady that cuts my no, hair. You're thinking of hot chicken. Well, no, because the lady that cuts my hair said she's from Tennessee or she's from Nashville, and it's Gus's fried chicken out there, and she was really hyped when she. Moved here and noticed that we had one in downtown. I don't know. There's a hot chicken famous in Nashville that everybody, you know, has to try. I think it's a different chicken place they're out there. I, I think it's different too because Gus, different Gus's is good, but it's not spicy fried chicken. No, no, no. But I think there is like I think it's a chain that started off in Nashville. That could be. I think so because it's she was talking about chicken. one on that on Washington. I am very inclined to believe this lady because she has told me her life story. I don't know how your barber treats you. Mine gives me a beer. And life lessons. <laughs> My barber treats me like a ten dollar cut <laughs> because because <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. don't they don't even speak the same language. Man, so that that reminds I'm me of an uh, Arabic uh, barber. <laughs> God bless Houston, Texas. Yeah, 
That reminds me a lot of my life. Damn good haircut for the price point. Yeah. No, I had nothing. There was nothing personal about it. (laughs) (laughs) You get in that chair as a number and you leave that place as a number, but you're a good looking number. Dude, I know exactly what you mean, man. I was a sport clothes boy for a while until I discovered Lionel in downtown Bryan. He wasn't even downtown Bryan. He was just no, that was downtown Bryan. Technically, Lionel's Barbershop. One of the the best cuts you can get in College Station, Texas. One of the best cuts well, you can get in College Station, Texas. That's technically not College Station, Texas. That's Bryan, Texas. That's Bryan, Texas. Yeah. That is the downtown Bryan, Texas. That's that's the 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 B in the BCS. <laughs> Man, if I could find a Lionel here in Houston, dude, I'd be I'd be one. I used to have a really good guy that cut my hair in uh, Seabrook called Phil, but um, I need to go back to Lionel's. Dude, is he still around? Does he still have the the oh, barbershop? Yeah. I have yeah. no idea. You know, I worked with his niece for a while. No. Yeah, she was. I mean, she was cool. <laughs> she was. <laughs> I, she worked at the hospital. I didn't really see her she, that she much. Give so her like, too? Okay. Yeah, it was no, funny how cool. we realized it too. Cause she was like, "Oh yeah," you know, because that was right after I, I had moved back, and and she was like, "Oh yeah, did you come from College Station?" I was like, "Yeah, I used to go get." I don't know how I came up getting haircuts. Oh, I needed a haircut real bad because in the hospital, like it, the haircut necessarily didn't matter matter too much when it came to wearing like surgical masks, but like. You had to get a proper seal on your face and around the back of your head for uh, like the mask you had to wear in TV patients' rooms. So if you didn't have like not short hair, but like a regular ass haircut and no facial hair, you were at risk of contracting TV every time you walked into someone's room that had it. So, yeah. So I think that's how we got on the subject of it one day. I needed a haircut. and She was like, oh, yeah, my my uncle cuts hair in Brian. I was like, no way. What's his name? She's Lionel. What? You got to be kidding me. This guy's been cutting all the vet students' hair for years. Like, he's a good guy. He definitely cut our organization's hair. Mm -hmm. He was – that's how I found out about him, honestly. Like, I I didn't find out about Lionel until – oh, shit. We had a glass table, so we apologize for that. But, yeah, I didn't find out about Lionel until – God, I want to say – I think Clint Gron was the first one that told me about him, honestly, but I I don't really remember. But, anyways, first segment – what we're sipping on moving on to segment two love is all you need parentheses squad love is all you need this is some, squad love. what do you mean what do you mean by squad love when you say squad love? squad love i'm talking about your fam whatever you want to call them squad like group whatever your your, your, type. Clo- your close personal friends yeah your close personal friends because this is something that's been really bothering me lately at least in like the corporate world and the world of like I want to say like young adults. Yeah. Well, life for sure. But like definitely like professionals. Yeah. Young professionals for sure. But not even professionals necessarily because this really affects everybody in all walks of life. Um, It's it, it. It bothers me. Okay, so this is just a PSA. If you're not happy with a member of your team, your squad, your fam, your group, your circle, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It it like when you're not happy when they do good or accomplishes something like it's a milestone in life quote unquote, or accomplishes something really small, like something that's important to them. If you always feel the need to overshadow that, I don't fucking like you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. You need to change your ways because if you can't be happy for the squad, when someone that you supposedly care about does well, like it, it doesn't make sense to me. You kind of, you kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't, yeah, I get that. Um, but on the other side, they get the competitive Absolutely. piece too. Um, because, you know, if you do see somebody else succeeding out there, 
And sometimes it's not so much that you just wish bad on that person no. or hate that person, but you kind of go, you know, fuck, like, what am I doing with myself? Yeah. Um, and in a way, but you should definitely put that I'm, out as, uh, I need to do better. Yeah. I need to do what I've been thinking about. I need to go ahead and record that. I need to go ahead and go to school for that. I need to go ahead and do X uh, rather than this. screw this person for this reason or yeah. the other. I fucking hate those people. I mostly um, agree with that, but but on the same like on the same side of that coin, you can be really happy for someone, and this takes a lot of effort. Like this, this, this is something that I think affects everybody. We all have the tendency to compare ourselves to other people, and in all honesty, like that's just that that steals your joy, and it's like it it's it's not going to make you any happier. You're going to be more miserable trying to outdo the person that you don't even need to be outdo. It's like the famous line from Fight Club, like people working jobs that they hate to buy shit that they don't need to impress people they hate. Yep. It's it's like that's, that's the kind of like. that's the kind of thinking and like lifestyle that people get into, especially like it it can happen and it can fracture a friend group really easily when people start focusing on the quote unquote materialistic things and like and climbing that next ladder, that next rung yeah. in society. I don't know. It's like, there's no reason, like I'm a capitalist. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm all for competition. And, and, but the thing is like what you were saying, like, you know, you should always feel like competitive with people. I totally encourage that. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially in your friend groups, there's no reason to not be competitive, but make it competitive about things that really matter in life. You know, not, yeah. not necessarily like, quote unquote, like superficial things, because that can be defined as a lot of, you know, but that's beside the point. But like when you get what I'm saying, then when someone accomplishes yeah. something like we have a good friend named Shelby, who just like got a certification in a field that he has like, shout out to Shelby, shout out to the Schlieb, uh, recent, well, not recently married, but anyways, whatever. Recent. yeah, recent enough for, for our, for our taste. But <laughs> congrats, folks. Okay. Yeah, congrats uh, to the show. Going back to, back to your point, uh, you you never want to be the smartest guy in a room. Absolutely. So why would you want to be in a room full of your buddies and be pissed off that they're all doing good? Do you want yeah. to be the best? <laughs> Not to do do on myself, but to, if I was in a room full of people and I was the most successful person. Uh, <laughs> It's not. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. not to shit on my own parade. Uh, like I'd like to. I'm doing good for myself. Yeah, you know. But I, you know, if I'm, <laughs> if, if I'm the most successful person <laughs> in the room, we got problems, dude. If, if I'm the best looking person in the room, we got issues. <laughs> yeah, that too. Honestly, like if I'm the best looking person uh, in the room, this is a big problem. <laughs> like there's a huge problem. Don't follow me on Twitter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like it's. It's it, it feels like a simple thing to say, like in practice, and say like you know, hey, you should be happy for your friends. It's just like, as easy doing. Yeah, it, it really is just as easy because as long as like, and it's not that you're taking like their success as your success, and like you're taking credit for it, but in a way, you, I mean, you kind of are because you contribute to their life in a significant way. If they're you know, if you're if you're good, like not good enough friends with them. But if you're friends with this person, you contribute to the happiness of their life. So yeah. in a way, you're kind of take not taking credit for it, but you're partially responsible. Not really. Like you can't claim you can't claim 
I'm not saying you can claim, you know, someone else's success as your own. Like, yeah, man, it's like Baker Mayfield when Nick Chubb ran that 92-yard touchdown. Like, man, I'm going to tell my grandkids about that one day. In 2018, your grandpappy handed the ball off and Nick Chubb took it for 92 yards. You know, <laughs> it's like it's it's kind of that mentality, but it kind of is like, you know, we're all a team. We all build each other up, you know, so if we're not building each other up, there's no that like it's you're basically not tearing each other down. But the only thing that can come of comparing yourself to other people in that respect, especially your squad, it's only going to be misery. It's always just going to be misery. Yeah. I mean, do you kind of see what I'm saying there? Yeah. It was, I don't know. That's something that's been bugging me for a while because I see you're, it. You're heated on that. Well, I see. I'm, you're I'm, very, this sounds like something uh, personal going on. No, it's not even something personal. It's just something that's, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I thought about a couple of weeks ago and just eventually like, I, I just, I wanted to talk about it just because I see it within the industries that we're in. You know, I see people that are your, your supposed friends and they're constantly trying to one up you. I see this a lot in the corporate world, especially in like not the politics, well, I mean, but that, the government. that's what that's what corporate yeah. is. It's just people trying to exactly. And again, yeah. it's capitalistic. Um, so obviously, I noticed that we just had a new guest to the stew Hi. come in. Welcome friend Allie, friend another, of, another ingredient in the stew. Friend of the pod, Allie, has joined us for for the special Saturday episode. Beautiful girl. You may remember her from episode three. You may not. I you should. apologize for anything I said. No, you don't. No, yes. she doesn't. No, not at all. We, as John I don't apologize Wayne, for anything. As John Wayne once said, never apologize. It's a sign of weakness. But but anyways, I you know, I digress. Conrad's absolutely right. You never want to be the smartest or most successful person in your crew in the sense but that you also don't want to do do on your fucking buddies. Yeah. For good, um, absolutely. Well, that's a pretty easy one to read. Uh, that's what a friend does I think all the listeners out there are pretty smart people? They obviously don't hang out with people that hopefully if they do good. I mean, if you they're, are, they're, yeah, this is your wake up call. Like, get some good fucking friends or be a better friend. That's get all. Friends. <laughs> get, get some friends. You fucking get some nerds. Friends, you fucking lonely ass. Listen to our <laughs> some friends. <laughs> fucking nerds. <laughs> but no, in in all seriousness, like it's it's kind of the golden rule. Like not the golden rule, but like one of the up there rules. Like yeah. you never want to be the smartest guy in the room. You always want to listen more than you talk. You know something I've always These are just rules for life. Um, this is my number one thing that I could put out there. Um, it's really not been talked about at all, period. So I really hope everybody out there listening takes heed in my call. I'm on the edge of my seat. Um, my number one rule for life that I made up completely on my own in my time on Earth is uh, just – Treat everybody the way that you would want to be treated. I feel like that's you know? in the Bible, isn't it? Um, out of all the isn't colors the I could rule? give it, I, I feel would, like every single person has heard that before. That sounds like the Michael Scott speech from like that episode of The Office where it's like, never do wrong to anyone for any reason ever when they bring them in for that promotion. Oh <laughs> like you know talking about. If you haven't never seen that episode wrong. of The Office, please God go watch it because it's amazing. He gets brought in by his bosses to talk about his success in the in their branch, and he's like, "My number one rule is to never do wrong to anyone ever for any reason." And then he just like, and then it just like cuts out because he just continues on. But that's basically where I thought you were going with that. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> but it is just, profound. Like just one man's outlook. On no, that. it's it seems simple, yeah, but it makes a lot of that. sense. It really yeah. does. Like. It's it's this it's honestly like the most simple things that we learned when we were kids that our parents and grandparents mm-hmm. taught us that have the most relevance now 
mm-hmm. when we're like in our mid twenties, like in the, you know, burgeoning young professional world, like, you know, so new to all of this, we got to get back. I feel like that's what, like, not necessarily we're lacking in our values per se, but me personally, like I've just been thinking about that a lot lately. So, yeah. you know, it, I can tell. Yeah. You know, love your fellow man. I've been super introspective, like loss in the family, man. That'll do it to you. Tell you what, you start thinking about things in a, in a totally different light, but that's sad. So anyways, moving on to our third segment, this is something that we talked about on episode three of the podcast, uh, but we didn't get into it in depth. Not in, we got into it in depth, but in a different aspect of like what we should be talking about it. Like, all right, we're just going to say what it is. It's the Lone Star Showdown. For those of you who don't know what the Lone Star Showdown is, Conrad's already heated about this. It's the annual, well, formerly annual game between Texas A&M and, and uh, Texas University out in Austin. Uh, they were a burnt orange, I think. I don't really remember. It's been yeah, so long. Don't really it's, care to remember. You know, Austin is is just uh, – it's basically just a dirty shit town with a terrible yeah, that's college. not true. <laughs> <laughs> no. Terrible shit college. Okay, okay. That's not go. even true. Terrible that's shit like, college full of politicians. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> no. The town is amazing. This school is a good school. I'll tell you what. We're going there. Rainy but Street. But from going to the rivalry school, I like to uh, – Knock on it quite a bit. Honestly, just but don't it's a good school. Anymore. It's a good school. Yeah. I love living in Austin. In our time there, it was amazing. So you can live it in Austin. I not be next to the university at all. Well, okay. Whenever I moved there, I thought it was a big deal for the rivalry. Um, oh, I bet you thing, did. The thing about being a university inside of a city, nobody really gives a fuck. Yeah, I guess you got a point there. I the first day I had to go like middle school or high school there in Austin. And I expect to get so much shit for it. Like, that's that's weird. Because <laughs> if you think about it, College Station is a big city that grew up around a university. Oh, it absolutely so is. So it's yeah. there in the blood. Um, so, you know, you wear like a Texas shirt to, in College Station. You get some flack. And they're like, you don't, don't get me wrong. I, I got like, town. you could get catch a little flack in Austin, but it's really like, it depends how close you are to Texas University. Yeah. So though. if you're on that's West true. Campus, yeah, you're, you're gonna fucked. get some shit. But if yeah. you're anywhere else, because that's where that most city, of the, I feel like a lot of the student population lives out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? but that's it. That's yeah. a very, which is a big population, but a very small population consideration to the size of the town. Let's the be honest, city. Let's be honest, real quick though, like you, to uh, to what you previously alluded to, saying that College Station wouldn't be what it is without Texas A and M. It would literally be a train station right now yeah. if it weren't for the university. Would I don't think Bryan, Texas would exist anymore. I really don't. Like it would be the next – it would probably – College Station would probably be the main hub for trains. And then right down the road would be like like the smaller train station where people could board. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, <laughs> like, like one of our Ready favorite – have the coffins up for the uh... – Exactly. Yeah, for the old West for, pictures. For yeah. Bank robbers. That yeah. Got. Yeah. Where they took all the, Yeah. Oh man. Don't even get me started on those old. Wasn't that the creepiest thing that they did in the old West was they took pictures of the corpses and coffins after they'd been killed. Yeah. Like, but I mean, that was very customary. Even here in Texas, you see a lot of open casket funerals because that's just something you do. Like true. you have it open. I true. Know, but scares it's, the shit out of any kid that's going there. It scares the shit out of me when like, I was going there. It's like, oh, Hey, yeah. not only are we here to say bye to a relative, but you're really saying bye. To, we have to put them in the their old eyes, right? Uh, as we say bye on that. Well, not that's... usually because they're usually closed. Oh, yeah. Just saying. True. I mean, I if they're open, that'd be real yeah. creepy. You well, imagine I mean, going to an open casket funeral and having your relative's eyes open? 
Well, freak I me mean, out. That'd just be part of the, the ceremony. I'm not Catholic, so I don't know about this. How many people that would show up? That well, this is at all sorts of different ones. Uh, usually, like you know, very Texas rural areas. Still very much so open casket. Um, like in the Czech areas, or like what? What kind of rural? You talking about like West Texas? Czech. I know, talking, but I'm just saying, like I don't know. I don't know. I'm talking like I got Czech um, relatives are weird people. I don't know what their funeral rituals are. If they're Baptist, Presbyterian, Catholic, even I've seen like <laughs> I've personally never been to a funeral, so I good for you. Not yeah, I'll drink to that. Bad. Hey, you know Talking what? Squads doing We're, good. We got to cheers one more time because it was Steve Irwin and George Washington's birthday yesterday. We we hit that. We we, we did that subject. Right I said on one more time because it literally it it's still fresh in my heart and I love them so much. Anyways, I didn't really love George Washington because I wasn't around for it. But anyways, cheers. I felt like I was though. I tell you what, man. This barrel aged saison named the Helga. Is it the Helga or is it just Helga? The saison. The, the saison. The saison. Saison is delicious. Saison. They really knocked it out of the park. Like I'm not trying to gas up platypus that much, but they they really. You're trying to fill your growler up. I mean, that's where you need to fill that growler up. And it really wasn't yeah. that expensive either. You got a no. 64 ounce growler too, right? Yeah. Yeah. We went we went whole hog on this motherfucker. So, just saying, <laughs> go big or go home, man. But anyways, back to the Lone Star Showdown. Uh, so okay, there's a lot of politics playing behind that, correct? Yeah. I mean, I, fill I'm me gonna, in because at my standpoint, I'm just seeing UT wanting to play AM. AM wanting to play UT. What's going on there? Right? Like, yeah, the other Politically, day. Politically, socially, what's going on? Yeah. So so the other day, like Michael Young, who's the president of Texas A&M currently, uh, had a bunch of emails either leaked or I don't know what, but they were basically describing his desire to uh, play Texas again, which is crazy because we haven't really heard anything from, we've heard a little bit from like the athletic director in the past, like when during the Kevin Sumlin days about getting the rivalry back going, but uh, the governor actually came out in the previous legislative session uh, two years ago and said, I, yeah, I'd like to see him play. It'd be really cool to get the, to get the rivalry going again. Um, this legislative session, the governor actually came out and said, yes, we need to make this happen. This is something that uh, we're, we're tired of not having in the state. It's one of the most historic rivalries like in the country. We need to get it going. That is not a problem necessarily, but the only reason that that, that actually holds any kind of weight Mm, excuse me. Sorry, I'm burping because of this amazing barrel-aged saison. Saison. <laughs> can't, saison. Can't say it enough, literally. So the, the reason that, that that's significant, basically, is because the governor is the one who appoints the board of, region for every, board of regents for every public university in the state. So the governor appoints the, the board of regents at A&M, uh, Texas... I'm not sure about Baylor. I'm, I think it's every university in the state, but I'm pretty sure it's only the public universities. Obviously, Baylor's a private institution. Rich ass. <laughs> um, have you ever been to Baylor? Actually, like, have you have either one yes. of you? Yes. It's they I, have a I straight up right bear in the middle of campus, which is actually really cool. That's so fucking weird. It's. Have you ever been to LSU? They have a fucking tiger, a Bengal tiger, just in the middle of campus. That's also weird. Yeah. We What's just her? have a dog. Like, that's normal. And she's the main bitch on campus. Yeah. She's she literally, is. isn't she the highest rank in the Corps besides mm-hmm. the Commandant? Or, no, highest, highest rank, rank in the Corps. Highest rank in the Corps. And it was crazy because she's a she was a mutt. Rev 1 was just a mutt. And now it's a purebred. Yep. She's amazing. Rev 9 is mm-hmm. gorgeous. 
whatever picture you may have seen that may be unflattering of Miss Rev, it was taken out of context. <laughs> Y'all know which one I'm referring to. We're not going to bring it up because it was a dark spot in Miss Rev 9's history. She's a puppy. She's literally like, she's not even two, right? Is she two or three? I don't know. Some of these are going pretty quick. She's a young uh, No, Rev 8 lasted a long time. Rev 8 was like... Pure, pure bread. Yeah, for a pure red. She was... I think she was nine when they retired her, eight or nine. It was so funny, the pictures of both of them side by side. Like, Rev 9 was smiling and happy, and Rev 8 was just like, fuck this, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for retirement. Yeah, and then she had a nice, peaceful retirement of, like, two years, and then she passed away. It was really sad. I know, right? Like, I was so bummed. I had a my buddy's a dog that really has to live in a college dorm, right? Although she gets like she gets treated like a queen. Yeah, she is a queen. First of all, she's the most pampered dog probably in Texas. I can't name another one that would be on her level. You know, you were in the core shit, but I had a friend that was uh, the freshman in that outfit that take care of the dog. Yeah, aren't even allowed to recognize her. They have to act like she's invisible. Oh my god, that's 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 one of the most amazing I things. I didn't know quit. that. I didn't know that honestly. And that it's a sophomore they get to take care of her. It's a, yeah, it's um, a pisshead that gets to take care of her. You can call them what they yeah. are. <laughs> no, I had a friend that was the was the mascot guard a few years ago, and uh, it's been a, long, a lot longer than a few years ago because it was for Rev Eight. Uh, actually, I had two friends that both were guards for Rev Eight. Er, you remember Parker Smith? He was in the Corey's Granger Smith's brother. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was part of the kid, but I never actually. Okay, I'm pretty sure that was Rev Eight as well. So I knew two handlers for Rev Eight. He's a little bit racist of a dog. She's a great dog, though. I love her. <laughs> no, no, no. She was she was great. She just got ornery in her old, in her old age. But anyways, so 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 back at Lone Star Showdown. So the governor can't actually tell the regents that like, hey, these two schools need to play again, but it's. It's more significant than the Texas House like the or the Texas Senate coming out and saying, like, we're going to pass a bill to make these schools play again. Obviously, public funding, but they would never threaten scholarship endowments like that would just be like not just political suicide. That would actually be like real suicide. I, I'm not saying people would kill them. But if you start threatening schools endowments, like people are bound to do some crazy shit. So, so wait, that, who is against it? Because to me, it sounds like everybody's for it right now. Nobody's against it. Nobody. So why is it not happening? Mainly because the only reason that I can figure out is because uh, when schools plan out of conference games, they have to do it like three to four years in advance. So like the 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 uh, series of games that a and had set up with uh, UCLA mm-hmm. was done, I think, two to three years beforehand. It's like... That's the thing is is when new head coaches come in, they have to play a schedule that they didn't even necessarily have any say in picking. So like oh, us yeah. playing Florida State was just kind of happenstance. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, it was going to happen regardless before we knew that we had Jimbo coming in or not uh, Florida State Clemson. Sorry, Clemson, okay. yeah, Clemson. So speaking of which, thinking about going to that game next year. Oh, it's supposed to be like one of the most electric environments. Obviously, the most electric is in College Station. But uh, this is like the the reason that it's interesting that the governor is saying anything about this two schools playing right now is because there's a regent named Tony Busby at Texas A&M. Y'all might know him. He's the guy that was the former Marine. He was in the court A&M. He has a tank. He's not shy. Yeah, he's not shy about his wealth at all. He's a very, very rich man. Um, He's done fundraisers for Donald Trump, Sylvester Turner, Really, anyone who's prominent and running for political office that needs a place to 
give speeches in Texas. He's one of those people yeah. that hosts fundraisers. Okay. Um, now he's he's foraying into the actual field of like public service and, and seeking office. He's running for mayor of Houston. So what's also interesting about this is all of the regents to Texas, A&M, and a couple of other schools, I can't remember, are some of the most like massive, some of the highest donors to the governor in the state. So it's it's kind of interesting, like the the little like pretzel of bullshit that we have going on in the city of Houston right now. Like we got a guy who held a fundraiser for the current mayor who's a board of regent member at a public university who's appointed by the governor, mm-hmm. has had fundraisers for the governor, pays the governor to, you know, yeah. to Govern. pays to pays money to his campaign, and he's running for public office right now. So I feel like to me, the governor has a lot of say or has a lot of like he's got him on a shoestring right now, or not a shoestring, like I don't want to say puppet strings because I think that's bullshit, like puppet masters. Mm-hmm. People are gonna do whatever the fuck they want to do. But I feel like the governor has a lot of pull as to us playing again, mainly because Busby's running for mayor. So do you personally think it's going to happen within the next three years? Not within the next three years. Definitely not. I think within the next eight to 10 years, we will have a, a normal, like a normal rivalry as it was when we were growing up again. Do you realize that in eight to 10 years, we'll be in our 30s? Yeah, I do. I really do. That's terrifying. It is terrifying. That number, honestly, though, I have friends that just turned 30. I don't think it's as scary as we're making it out to be, but it is a little terrifying. But I am scared shitless, y'all. Me too. Honestly, me too. I just hit that quarter century mark, so you already know. Oh, yeah, you beat us. It's be that way sometimes, (laughs) you know? But it's 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 just interesting. And the reason that I think it's going to take that long is the same reason I think it's going to take a lot of certain laws to get passed in this state is because mm-hmm. we only have a legislative session every two years. Okay. So the time in between that, there's a lot of work being done on what we're going to focus on in the legislative session. Mm-hmm. So for the past year and a half, two years, uh, people have been gearing up for a new speaker of the House in Texas. Mm-hmm. And we knew that the new speaker was going to focus primarily on public education, Mm -hmm. getting funding, changing property tax laws so that it's not solely funded through property taxes. It's a super complex issue, but basically it takes a long time to get shit done in our state. Yeah. (laughs) Just because like when the, when session officially opens the first day, I think this year 5,000 bills were filed on the first day. They're not going to get through all those. What's going to happen is they'll get assigned to a committee and they'll never get any action taken on and they'll die in committee which is what happens on the national setting as well in the federal government. And people wonder like, well, who's against these bills? It's not necessarily that anyone's against these bills. It's just when they get to committee, people are lobbied to either ignore them or people don't have time to read this because it's not like what their constituents care about, things like that. So there's a lot of bullshit that goes into. Damn, dude. Yeah. Did not know it's that complex for a damn football game. It's, it, it, it can be. That's the thing because it takes a long time to get certain issues hammered out. And if legislators are threatening to take away endowments from public universities at the same time as the speaker of the house talking about funding public education in Texas, even though they're not necessarily ready because we're talking about higher education, like it's just, it's, that's why they call it the fucking swamp. (laughs) It's the swamp of Texas. Catalina wine mixer. (laughs) Fucking Catalina wine mixer. (laughs) But yeah, so there's, there's a real possibility that the, uh, that the Lone Star Showdown could be back 
within the near future. What do y'all think about it? I don't want it back personally. I think we moved on past that shit. I could give a damn about that. That I'm past it. That pointless school in Austin. So I disagree with both of y'all. Okay, I'm interested to hear this take. But I think it's for very different reasons. Okay. I personally, I'm not from Texas, so I had never even heard of Texas A&M up to like my junior year of high school okay. when I decided to apply. Yeah. So I never really saw the rivalry between Texas and A&M. And yeah. I feel like a lot of the youngings right now currently going to school haven't either. Exactly. So I didn't understand. And to this day, I still don't really understand the big or how big of a deal it is. So I would personally like to see that live experience of that happening. That's the best take on that that I've heard yet. Like that's the only real argument that I could hear for having the rivalry back mm-hmm. outside of how much money it would generate. Yeah. Because well, I mean, we're talking so much money for both schools, but that's my problem. I don't want to provide them any more relevance. Yeah. But it would be cool for like our fight song has them in it. And yeah, no fine. one that currently goes there has ever experienced that. So what are they really singing? They grew that's up a, with it, though. That's a really not good everybody. point. Not everybody. I did Not everybody. Yeah. There's, dude, and you got to think. Everybody in Texas. I don't know, man. There's a large portion, of, especially a new Army population that, of students mm-hmm. at A&M that never rooted for A&M growing up. They just know about it from Johnny Menzel, how good our education, yeah. or not education, how good our engineering program is. Ag, not so much these days. But, like, there's a lot of cool shit. Yeah, People come from all over so the country. It's a lot of uh, attention. Oh, it really does. Oh, it does. It does. Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm talking as far as like ag education majors. A lot of people come over from China. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The ag mm-hmm. program. We have a uh, – A&M has a school in uh, – what in, in, uh, in, isn't one of the uh, official branches of A&M in – Cutter? Cutter. Yeah, it's in yeah. Cutter. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the only three places that I know of on earth that you Not can receive – Yeah. Well, kind of. It's mm-hmm. in the UAB, right? Or UAE. Isn't it the Arab Emirates or no? Wherever Cutter is at. I think <laughs> wherever, wherever Cutter is. Uh, but no, there's only three places in the world that I think you can actually receive an Aggie ring at. That's uh, Texas A&M College Station, uh, Texas A&M Galveston, and uh, Texas A&M Cutter. Like, I think that's literally the only three places that you can actually get a real Texas Yeah, it's crazy. I would so believe that, yeah. We global as fuck, tell you what. But I'll see those Cutters are big. Uh, all their parents live in the quarry. Really? Yeah, and they have to cut limestone all day. So they're literally but cutting. some of those cutters are pretty good at cycling. Oh, yeah. For those of you who are on culture, we're talking about Qatar. Yeah, I'm talking <laughs> about the cutters. That's good to know because I had no idea. Yeah. I, okay, so the, the only reason that I know that is because all like every briefing that I've read that's about Qatar – is like everybody always pronounces it cutter and it's it's spelled out like mm. phonetically cutter so that's the reason that i say it that way we could just all be really racist really racist white people i don't know but I'm well, i think if we were the, we'd call it guitar guitars ever been to get those guitar aggies <laughs> those guitar aggies man you know i knew some kid this is totally off turkey topic. right cutter. we had uh, Turkey is it? I don't know, dude. We have like there's three, four smartphones currently on the table and like a computer, but yeah, don't worry about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> we'll we'll dig into it. Anyways, anyways, so basically the gist of it is the Lone Star Showdown has a real chance of coming back in the near future. Past this unfortunate, upsetting subject, 
on to our final segment of the day, which we are so sorry we left this out on episode three. We had it's to come. Middle East. Oh, it's in, so it's in the UAE. So it's yeah. United Arab Emirates, right? Like in there with Dubai and like all the really, really rich nations. Yeah, Bahrain. Yeah, Bahrain. Uh, Dude, I had a friend yeah, that was stationed in Bahrain for a while. It's a cool ass country, or not country? It's technically it's technically a city within Saudi Arabia, right? Qatar is a country. Yeah, no, no, Qatar is a, a country, state. but Bahrain. Uh, Bahrain, yeah, yeah, it's a country. Bahrain's a country. Okay, yeah, I had a friend. They, that was they have a national there. flag. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 I I honestly thought they were just a city that was in Saudi Arabia, but yeah, that whole area, man, like Dubai, is absolutely on my bucket list. But um, but anyways, on to the final segment, Houston Spotlight of the Week. As I said, we are so sorry we forgot to mention this yesterday. Or uh, not – well, yeah, yesterday. Yesterday. On the, on the previous episode, episode three. Um, this is something we want to talk about every week along with, like, what we're sipping on. Like, there's no reason not to talk about it. We live in a super diverse city with so much to do. We live in the age. Yeah, we live in the age time. Not the age town. Age time. As Zero says. Hold it down. Mike, don't. Hold it down. Yeah, so anyways, on to Houston Spotlight of the Week. My pick for this week is uh, a little off topic from what I've been doing lately. I've stuck to breweries for the last two episodes, or for the first two episodes. Uh, this week, I'm going the artsy route. I'm literally talking about the Museum of Fine Arts Houston. This is a really cool spot uh, for anyone that's planning on visiting Houston or anybody that lives here. It seems like a really obvious choice just because, like, yeah, it's the art museum. Everybody knows about it, but I feel like not enough people actually go and get to experience it for what it is. I mean, we went a couple of months ago. I had to go, um, or not had to go, but I've, I've been, I try to go at least once, twice every few months. I haven't been as much lately because busy, but uh, there, there's just a lot of insane, work. yeah, work, <laughs> hashtag working. Uh, but yeah, there, there's just a lot of crazy, not crazy. There's a lot of really cool collections of art there. Um, some of the stuff that we saw last time we were there was a lot of like Greek statues and armor. And, and then as you go up the escalator, like, uh, the main escalator inside, you could see a lot of Egyptian, um, and ancient, uh, Rome and Greece, like artifacts, like as far as like pottery and sarcophagi and stuff like that. I'm literally just going to read like the museum collections page on the museum of fine arts, Houston website. So, uh, the museum of fine arts, Houston, I love how they emphasize it. Uh, Museum of Fine Arts Houston houses an. It yeah, just has H time on the website. He's just pronouncing the full Houston. Yeah. So the because he, he wants to. The Museum of Fine Arts H time houses an encyclopedic, <laughs> encyclopedic, encyclopedic collection. Encyclopedic. Yeah. Encyclopedic collection of nearly seventy thousand works of art. Like I, yeah, I know it's big, and then when you include the Manila collection and everything, that's a lot of art, especially you know when you put it all together because we're talking about like several square miles yeah. of, of art basically. Mm, excuse me. Barrel age saison. Saison coming back up. Uh, yeah. 70,000 works of art uh, created through the world, literally all throughout the world uh, from antiquity to the present. There's a lot of modern art in there, which is incredible. It, it honestly like filters in and out. The it, collections. I find it quite modern. Yeah, there's a lot of modern art in there. There's there's plenty of it. There's also Powerful. plenty of like the old school. Yeah, it's really fine oil paintings. too. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of fine modern art. <laughs> yeah, a lot of modern. Uh, I'd say probably fine 
Art. Modern fine art. Yeah. Modern okay. Fine yeah. Art. I, I like your, I, I really like your, uh, your explanation there. But uh, yeah, so uh, explore the museum's art collections through this searchable database. So they have literally like just a database where you can go and search like European art, modern and contemporary, 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 decorative arts, crafts and designs, arts of Africa, uh, Oceania and the Americas, American painting and sculptures. We saw some incredible American painting. Uh, was it Remington art the last time yeah. that we were there? Yeah, it was. It was. It was incredible. Like I'm not like. I try to go as much as possible because I'm, I wouldn't call myself quote unquote cultured, but I, I try to be more so <laughs> because I know I don't know a lot of shit. Oh, one of the coolest exhibits that we saw the last time we were there anyways, it was a smaller exhibit. It was art of the Islamic worlds. You remember that when we went, it was, it was one of my favorite exhibits of the whole time. If somebody was going to rob the place, much like Avengers infinity for his, <laughs> Uh, this would have been the place. Wait, hold on. Rob the place like Avenger Infinity Wars. Did you even see oh, it? Maybe shit. not Infinity Wars. God, I'm, about I'm Black sorry. Panther. I'm talking about Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan, which Killmonger. was you know Ronda was there in nominated Infinity for best Wars. drama or best picture at the Oscars. I think best drama at the Oscars. I do not know. I could be wrong. If you haven't seen it, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, man. this okay. is a sidebar aside. Um, talking to you, the audience, no one else aside, like Frank Underwood. Um, there's going to be a segment. I don't think that one went down too well. You can't hear it. You can't hear them. They can't hear me. Uh, so there's, there's going to be, we're not talking about, <laughs> it's the art, not the artist, man. Come All on. Right. So oh, yeah. anyways. So we I, shouldn't talk about Van Gogh. I digress. <laughs> I digress. Aside to the audience, there's going to be a segment in future uh, episodes of The Sip called Trent's uh, Nerd Spotlight, either of the week, month, whatever it is. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a huge nerd. What like, do you nerd spotlight of the century? Man, honestly, like probably the first one that I'm really thinking about revolves around a Marvel comic series, which uh, a movie was actually made about. I'm not going to mention any of the names. Uh, we're going to leave you on that cliffhanger. It doesn't have anything to do with Infinity War. Uh, it has a little bit to do with Infinity War, the way the movies are going. Uh, is it Civil War? I'm not going to say what it is, my friend. I'm not going to say what it is. But anyways, back to what we're talking about. Museum of Fine Arts Houston. There's, there's just so many collections that you can go and visit. You can literally just go. Oh, also, this is like on topic. They have a bar downstairs where they have a lot of like local Houston craft beers and like wines that are made throughout the region. I think they have Messina Hoff in there, which I think we talked about it at one point in the podcast. Not the best, not the worst, certainly not the worst. They have decent wine in there as well. I don't know shit about they got wine. A, yeah, they got a good team over there in Messina. <laughs> yeah, over there in Messina, they really do. But yeah, in the uh, the downstairs uh, area at the Museum of Fine Arts Houston has like a bar and like a deli. You can get food. Like I wouldn't, I'm, I don't know, I've never had any of the food there. But they have pretty good beer usually like in bottles and on tap. Um, and you can just go chill out in their courtyard and discuss art. I mean, that's kind of what we tried to do last time. We tried to be like cultured, but I mean, we just kind of, we just kind of look like two stupid motherfuckers sitting out in the courtyard drinking beer, talking about art we don't understand. I understood it plenty. Okay, <laughs> we'll go with that. Okay, moving on. Moving to, uh, on. Radcons, Houston pick of the week. Are you just gonna go with the one I think you're going with? No. Okay, what are we talking yes. about? Yes. What, what are you thinking? What's one you're thinking? I'm thinking. Well, of? the one that I'm thinking you're thinking of is Platypus Brewing because they hooked us up no, so fast. We, already, we gave them a shout out. We're not we gassed them up enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess we gassed them up enough. That's fine. Um, so, what are you talking about tonight? Runs me the water wall. Hmm. 
Water the water wall. Shit. The water okay, wall. that one kind of came out of nowhere, but I'm all on board with it. Tell yeah. the people. Came out of came out of the uh, ballpark. Tell the there. people that have never been there. Water wall. It's pretty much a hundred foot wall. The Williams water tower. Water wall. Okay. Yeah. Williams. By the Galleria. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 It's a large art piece right in the little little park right Hashtag off the Galleria, right off Post Oak Boulevard. Um, just a very beautiful art exhibit. If you've never been to it, go. If you have been to it, you're welcome. I like how we're staying on theme with art. Like, honestly, this yeah. – I think I haven't been there in a while. We've accidentally been on theme for quite a few of these because we we're highly on theme for the movie pick. We Dude. both picked one – we picked some solid movies, A, right off the bat. Solid, solid movies that we picked. That's a fact. But both movies were on point with each other, having, uh, you know, The Departed and yeah. American Gangster. One is on the right side of the law. One is obviously on the other side of the law. And you root for both stories throughout the entire plot. And then, you know, you know something has to fucking go down. Dude. Uh, but both movies picked accidentally, just like these spots out of Houston. Yeah. Picked completely at, at random. random. Oh my God! I can't believe we just did that at the same time. That actually makes I can, me really happy because we've been on point lately. Yeah, I mean, really have. That just really proves how on point we've been. Like it was crazy. I actually tried to watch a little bit of American Gangster when I got home last night. I have seen it before for the listeners. You tried like, to watch the two and a half movie after you got home last night. It you might have been. It bitch. might have been one thirty in the morning, but you know, I mean, it's called. Uh, it, I, I'm sorry, I'm sacrificing my body for the content, <laughs> but. You know, honestly, it's crazy. <laughs> my, my internal clock still woke me up at 7.30. Yeah. It'd be yeah. that way. My you internal know. clock woke me up at uh, 5 a.m. Oh, man, that's Fully rough. dressed to go get some water. That's even room. rougher. Was that your internal clock or me <laughs> yeah, going to work? Yeah, that was your internal clock working yeah. as Allie got up. Or was that your, was that your better up. half going to do her Fully job to pay for your lifestyle? Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not wrong. Not wrong. I gave it a sip of my water, though. It was fun. But, yeah, no, the – uh, <laughs> Paid in full. Thank God for Topo Chico. Let's just put it in Oh, way. I Thanks. wish. We killed oh, it. Oh, we killed the Topo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, a lot yeah. of things last night. A lot of ranch water. Plenty of ranch water. And you know what? It's only ranch water if you use Topo as well. If you use Perrier – or any other bullshit. Then Avion. Like France water. Can't put Avion in there unless you're willing to suck If you're not it. exploiting Mexican <laughs> labor to make your cocktail, then it's not Texas ranch water. Man, truer words may have never been spoken. <laughs> Those <laughs> words should have never, never been spoken. Probably uh, never. No, no, it's only, I say that because uh, Tepe Chico is made in Mexico and it is such a damn good mineral water. And Texas has been Mexico. It's been Texas. It's been Mexico again. And then it was Texas again. Uh, Spanglish is a huge part of the culture. Mexico is a huge part of Texas culture. As Tim Regan says. May I be so brash to say Texas is a big big part of Mexico culture. Not really, but it makes me feel better as a Texan saying that. Well, I mean, I kind of feel what you're saying because Texas isn't south. It's not Dixie. It's not the Midwest. It's It's not the Deep South. It's it's not the Midwest. It's not the Midwest. West Coast. But anyway, I digress. I digress. I digress as well. You digress. I digress. I digress more than you digress. We digress. We digress together. We, di- we digress. Go check out the water wall in the Galleria area of downtown Houston. I guess it's downtown Houston technically. No, Just it's Galleria. The Galleria yeah. area, whatever you want to call yeah. it. 
Uh, and the Museum of Fine Arts Houston. It's an awesome spot to spend an afternoon. Can't if go wrong with either one. Absolutely not. If you're down here, you for, can probably do both. Don't be a lazy shit. You really could. Like, and I'm, you know, it's just a short Uber ride from either one. But uh, yeah, feel free to follow us on Twitter at Daily Sip Pod uh, or shoot us an email. Not the at sign, but uh, at Daily Sip Pod at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be on Instagram soon, but fuck Facebook. As always, it's been a pleasure hanging with y'all. Thank you for joining us in this episode. Signing off, Trent. Come back soon. This is Conrad. We appreciate (laughs) y'all. Bye.